remember waking my yeah. dad up at like 3.30 in the morning, like, hey, look, something special is happening. And he's yeah. like, woke it up. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting my bright ass phone in his face. And he's like, oh, what's going on? You are now in the summer. Hello one and all, and welcome to uh, season four, episode two of In The Salmon. Uh, it's your boy once again, Nuan here, and of course, alongside me is my fellow cricket knowledge database co-host, uh, Hasith. <laughs> Great to have you as always, Hasith. Uh, commiserations about your uh, indoor cricket match <laughs> a couple of days ago. Yeah, tough was it? Was it tonight? I think, I think, yeah, you guys had a pretty bad loss, it seems. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what happens when we don't have a superstar like you playing for us, no one, you know, oh, you seem to yeah. rally the troops up together I'm, and, I'm a, you know. I feel like I've been a bit of a moin, a bit, a bit of a moin Ali these days, you know, just Oh like, my goodness, yeah, you need to pull you out of retirement. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, it's, it's good to have your company, um, lots of cricket to discuss today, and thankfully, this episode is going to be all about Red Bull cricket, I don't want to discuss none of that white ball t20 nonsense we are here <laughs> to talk about the og cricket test cricket um it's been a good one for test cricket fans we recently had the uh, world test championship final um conclude as well and uh, asked if you and i watched that game in detail and of course uh we've got the ashes starting as well on friday um at 8 p.m melbourne time so heaps of heaps to discuss so this episode could go for very long but we are conscious of time so we'll um <laughs> try to keep things as succinct as we can but look let's Let's um, let's get straight into it. Uh, the World Test Championship final, Australia, India, always a big occasion, always you know uh, a, a big spectacle when these two nations um, compete in any form of cricket. But the World Test Championship final to me was, I don't know, to me it became heavily one-sided, and you know we expected a lot from India. We thought they'd you know come out firing, and they did in patches. But Australia were clinical, professional. You know, yeah, they dropped they dropped some pretty easy catches, but they also took some screamers. And um, I don't know, I, I it's one of those few occasions where I was kind of glad that Australia won because because they deserved to. They played better cricket. They literally just had all bases covered, and India were I don't know. I just didn't like their attitude. I didn't like their selections. Hasid, mm. what were your, what were your main sort of talking points when you watched that final? Yeah, honestly, like on paper, it seemed like for me, I was favouring uh, India. Actually, same, um, same. Just because they'd played they'd played a lot of cricket yes. coming up to the series. Yeah. Uh, sorry to the game, mm. and um, I guess for me it was super super disappointing because of just the way that they carried themselves and the yeah. way that they actually end up losing the game. It was very very disappointing. Um, and to be honest, I mean they were never really in it when no. Travis Head came out and started playing, like he had been playing in the IPL. Mm. And the Indians came at him, looked like they hadn't played in six months any form yeah. of cricket. Yeah. It was like, what, 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 are we, what are we doing here? You know, what's happening? What kind of preparation have these guys actually had? Yeah. Not much by the looks of it. Do, do you feel like India got too carried away with the fact that, oh, we're playing in English conditions, you know, we've got we to gotta stack our fast bowlers, we've got we to gotta make our attack look very, like, suitable for English conditions? Do you think they got carried away with it? Because for me, the big miss was Ravi Ashwin, right? Um, yep. leading leading wicket taker in this cycle of the World Test Championship he doesn't play the By final a fair margin as well actually. Yeah. he's taken a lot more wickets than any and other and, bowler and, and fair enough he, he plays on a lot of spinning tracks but no matter what what surface it is you, you need your best bowler there and Ashwin is India's best bowler by a long shot you know yes um, yeah 
And I think India probably were regretting it because when Nathan Lyons started getting that ball to turn and bounce um, on that really dead surface, they would have been like, oh my God, if only Ashwin is here. And I think Nathan Lyon got like five wickets as well or something, didn't he? I'm pretty sure he got it. I got think a... he took four in one w- in the second innings, yeah. Dude, and maybe one in the first, yeah. That is like more than enough from, from your, from your you know, key spinner. Well, he got one wicket in India's first innings. But yep. then second innings, he literally cleaned them up. Yeah, four wickets for Nathan Lyon. So five wickets for the match, right? So yep. literally a quarter of all the possible wickets that a bowler could take went to Nathan Lyon. So I don't know, big miss for India in my opinion. But I don't know, what do you, what do you make of the what do you make of that game? Like, what do you make of Man. India's performance and how Australia did? Honestly, it was just yeah, like I said, I I thought they'd really come in hot and Australia yeah. would be on the back foot. Mm. You know, Sachin said himself, um, you know, why wasn't Ashwin in the side? Hundred percent. Um, and like I obviously like I don't know. I feel like the whole even the lead up to the game was mm. very very peculiar, and I wasn't I wasn't opposed to it because I yeah. thought like, hey, here we go, India's coming with a really really aggressive type of tactic. Mm. You know, you know, including Jaiswal in the squad, etc. etc. Oh yeah, we talked obviously, about that. Yeah, we spoke about the fact that like we mm. didn't think he would actually get a game, and obviously he was like very far away from getting a game. Yeah. But, um, it was uh, it was overly ambitious, and mm. it really. It was embarrassing. It yeah. was super embarrassing, especially yeah. for a team uh, and a caliber. Uh, like India with the amount of resources that they have mm. we speak about this a lot you know what I mean they've got absolutely no shortage of any kind of resource no. and the only thing that they did have a lack of resources in was time mm, mm. and again that's their own doing due to the IPL yeah. and the way that they, they, they planned their sort of schedule out because yeah. they knew the date of the, the, the test championship final had been yeah. scheduled like over a year in advance maybe yeah. two years in advance right mm. so mm. to come out and you know the way that Rohit Sharma in his, his pro, uh, press conference at the end um, it was just really uh, it's very childish, very baby, babyish, yeah, and yeah. I might cop a bit of hate for this, but look, man, you're already like a 35 year old man. You have played cricket for like over 15 years. Mm. You're the captain. Mm. Take some responsibility. Take some ownership. Mm. If you really think that you're not going to be prepped by the time that you reach this the World Test Championship final, do the right thing. Yeah. And prioritize your nation. Yes. Over the IPL because the 100%. IPL, you know, it's all fun and games, but at the end of the day, it's entertainment, man. Like it's yeah. nothing. It's nothing serious. No. You know. And that's, is... that, and that's the funny thing mm. when it comes to Australia. You've got mm. players like Stark, mm. who specifically not opted to play in the IPL yeah. to increase the longevity of his test career. Yeah. And look at him. Just dominating. Just dominating. And like, the thing is, India has the capacity to do that too, right? Like, you know, all these guys like Rohit Sharma, all like Pujara, Rahane, they can just say no to, 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 to franchise cricket and just be full-time test cricketers. And they can make a decent income of that. Like, they're, they're not poor by any means. No. So... Yeah, there's definitely a mismanagement of priorities by India there. And I just also feel like their attitude was off as well. Like, I don't know, to me, they felt... They came in with this very entitled attitude. Um, yeah, 100%. You know, like, oh, it's the Aussies, we'll, we'll roll them over. You know, we beat them We beat them in their country twice. So, you know, yep. we got this. And, and Australia showed them how, how bad they were. Took them to um, the absolute cleaners, man. You know, and I, I just some other things I've noticed about the, the players that... Um, we need to do a little bit of a discussion on Kohli in depth at some point, but I am actually, I'm very astounded with the alarming dip in Kohli's form. You know, his test batting average is like 48.51 now. Like, I, I, knew, I knew it had dipped below 50, but I, but I thought it would be up like above 50 because, I don't know, I just felt like he would have, you know, made sure of that. But his batting average has dipped a lot. Like, 
I don't know, do you feel like Kohli's on the decline in red ball cricket? Do you feel like, you know, the end is near for Kohli? Um, I mean, be- up until the, the, the World Cup last year, we were talking about the fact that Kohli hadn't scored a century in years. So the yeah. fact that he actually got a bit of form, I think it's too early to speculate that type of... Yeah. Obviously, he's, he's, he's had a decline, right? Yes. And, this one game, it doesn't speak too much of anything, I think. You mm. know, overall, if you have a look holistically, he's on the rise over the last couple of years. Okay. Right. Yeah. You know, like, and he's not, he's not a young chap. I think um, to pinpoint him it, himself would be, you know, it wouldn't be fair, in my opinion, because you've got blokes like Puji, Pujara, mm-hmm. Rohit Sharma. Pujara had played in County as well. He didn't play in the IPL. Yep. And did he absolutely still, nothing. And still did nothing, yeah. On yeah. The, you know, on the other hand, you got Steve Smith who played alongside him in a game. Mm. Um, absolutely, mm. you know, it, that's the thing. Like, yeah. I don't know exactly what India did, but it, it's, no, it's no fault of any one particular person. They no. all failed in the most embarrassing fashion. And yeah. It was really, really disappointing. There was no fight in them at mm. all. Nah. And, you know, they, you know, off they go back to India with their tails between their legs, man. It was uh, really bad. I think, I think, well, I think there was fight, but they, I think they severely underestimated the pressure that Australia was applying. Because this is what Ricky Ponting was saying. He's saying the Australians are applying good pressure, right? Like, yep. if you saw the way Scott Boland was bowling, man, it was just like line and length stuff, you know? And, you know, when he, when he got that big in-swinger to, to mm. bowl Shubman Gill, I think that sent shockwaves through the Indian batting lineup, they were and like, that's, and that's the thing, man. Like Shubman Gill was literally being like praised like a god in the yeah. in India. Yeah, it just goes to show the level of like the, the level of like uh, I don't know the, the change of level when you when you. Yeah. it's not. It's arrogance is one, mm. but it's also like scoring runs in the IPL isn't as impressive. No. as the as the Indian media will have you believe, because you mm. come to some place that's actually competitive. Yeah, and you leave a ball and you get bowled. Yeah. Yeah, and you've and you've come off the back of hitting like multiple centuries in a row in the IPL. Mm. So how good are you really? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, okay, so, that's a good point. So what? So your point is that Indian media really hypes up their players like a lot. For sure. No, the, the whole thing is like the IPL is embellished so much so. Yeah, that it kind of like pulls the wool over people, and yeah. they think that that is like the best quality cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you come over and you watch a test match in England, and you see how the <laughs> same guys that have been doing so good. Yeah. <laughs> get absolutely cleaned up yeah it yeah. just makes you go like man is IPL even like what, yeah. what is the IPL yeah. you know what I mean leaves no. you scratching your head because I, I I remember that ball from Scott Boland to Shulman Gill it's a good and, ball uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a bloody brilliant ball like I great mean, ball but I mean I'm not gonna lie like I, I can see why Shulman Gill went to leave that alone because it was so it was on like a sixth or seventh stump line but like you still have to have like your wits about you I guess and um yeah and it just made him look like a real goose, you know. Um, I think I think India showed fight in patches when Rahani made that eighty nine, and him and Takua, you know, had a bit of a had a bit of fun, you know, slapping the ball around. Takua was good all rounder. We yeah. said it before. I said it before. Yeah. But, uh, but they were really missing that extra all rounder, man. That's what it was. They picked up Umesh Yadav, who didn't really do too much. Oh, he was. Um, yeah. They had over, over, over confidence in, in his batting lineup. Yeah. Which complete shambles. Yeah. And in the end, it was just Jadu and Takua. Yeah. And there's only so much you can do, man. You can't you can't expect him to score bulk runs, right? Yeah. So not every game. Takua made 51, actually. He did really he's well. Yeah, he's, he's very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jadeja, 48. Rahane, 89th, top scorer. Um, but everyone else didn't even get above 20. In fact, the only other person that got above 20 was extras. Um, in the first <laughs> innings. Um, oh, jeez. And... 
you know, the second innings was not much better either. You know, Rahane 46, Coley 49. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know, when I look at this scorecard, it, it takes me back to, like, India of the early 2000s. Um, when, mm. you know, when all the batting was around Dravid and Lakshan and Tendulkar and everyone else just did absolutely nothing. But, yeah. uh, but look, good lesson for India. Like, you know, they, I think, yeah, the attitude was off. They came with this very complacent mindset, like, oh, we've been here before, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get it done. But they've been in two finals now. Um, they're in the That's first. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and like you got and, and like you know you got someone like Rohit Sharma, you got Kohli. Mm. Are they going to get the chance to actually bring home that trophy? Yeah. Are they going to get another chance? I mean, well, it's it's yeah. such a rare occurrence to get into a final, yeah. mm. and then it's it, there's such a clear like it's so clearly obvious that their prioritization was off. Oh, 100 percent. You know, they 100%. were just not honed in on 100%. the job at hand. Yeah. I mean, the thing, the, the really frustrating thing about India is that, right, like, they showed, they showed patches of brilliance, right? So I remember when I was watching the second innings, right? I think the second ball of the match, you know, Rohit Sharma, beautiful classic pull shot of, you know, Stark for four, right? And suddenly, like, Harsha Burgle and Sunil Gavaskar and all these Indian commenters, like, oh, that's the brilliance of Rohit. You know, he loves that pull shot. He's on song. He's on form. You know, he's back. Second ball of the test match. And then, you know, like, three overs later, he just gets out. It's just, yeah. it's just that I think, yeah, there is a lot of hype up by Indian media on their players. Even in the commentary, you can hear it, you know. Um, like, like that, there's that expectation, right? Mm. And that, where does that expectation come from? Mm. From like either like a long time ago or the IPL. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And you can't really, yeah. it's not really relevant as, yeah. as we found out. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, at, the, mm. at the end of the day, I felt like India, even in the second inning, still had a chance. Yeah. But what had to happen was Rohit Sharma had to turn up and Kohli yeah. had to turn up big. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like 140 plus. And then 100%. it was a chance because Rohit Sharma, we've seen, man does not know how to play a test match with a strike rate under 60, right? Mm. So he, if, the, if he was going to get 100, it was going to come really quickly. Yeah. And once he was set, he knew, you know, once he got set to the pitch yeah. and stuff, who knows what could he, what he could have done, right? 100%. But, that's what had to happen uh, yeah. honestly like you know when when you and I and you know when you and I were like watching the game and it was coming to the final day of the, the test match I still thought India was in it right they still needed they needed 280 runs to to win the game mm. and I was like they can actually still do that okay they're 3 for 140 odd but Kohli's in Rahane's in you know and this pitch is going to get flatter like there's a, there's like a genuine chance that India could still win this match on the 5th day you know, and even the commentators mm-hmm. are aware of it. You know, this wasn't like India of like the early 2000s where like, you know, if, if it was India of like the 1990s or the 2000s, you know, the commentators would be like, oh, this game is done. You know, I don't see India lasting a session. Like there will be that kind of negative commentary. But this, but we've seen how India can perform. And yeah. uh, even on the last day, we're like, look, four, 444 is going to be a world record chase. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we reckon India can do it. And, and they just, I don't know, capitulated. I think... The batting on the last day kind of summed up their attitude, you know, just like really rash shots, um, a lot of frantic, panicky batting. Um, you know, at least you know they could have at least played for the draw. You know what I mean? Like at least at least play some boring cricket and fight for the draw, share the trophy, because then at least nobody gets it. You know, but yeah. but there wasn't even that attitude. And I think I don't know, you know, whoever the head coach is now, whether it's Dravid or Shafs, they need to have a good look hard at their... It's Dravid, I think, yeah. Dravid, yeah, need to have a, a good look at their players and be like, what What was that, you know? <laughs> we have all these good yeah. players good players on, on paper that are doing absolutely nothing. And, you know, yeah. the Australians played a clinical professional game. I'm going to be honest, I enjoyed watching that. I really liked the way Australia bowled. I hated it, man. <laughs> what? You, don't want, you don't want to watch a test match. You might want Australia to win, but you don't want, to, you don't want them to, like... 
just kick kick another team when they're down and just like rob them into the dirt. You want it to be somewhat competitive. It just didn't have in any kind of essence. And like you said, there were patches. <sighs> How long did the patches go for? Five, six overs out of the five days? Not yeah, much, man. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I, I I disagree to a point in the sense that, like, there was fight shown by the Indians, right? And, like, you know, I thought this would be the India of 2020 that, you know, that did that miracle tour down under where they won with their backs against the wall. I was expecting that kind of fight from India, so I guess I was watching with that lens. But, yes, of yeah. course, on, but on the final day, just they just unraveled spectacularly. It was... um. It was embarrassing, and look, Australia now the World Test champions, rightly so. Um, you know, they they honestly had a pretty tough draw. You know, they they had a, a, the bulk of their matches in the Test Championship cycle were in the subcontinent, so historically yeah. a place where they don't perform well, and they still, you know, they won the Test series in Pakistan against Pakistan. They drew with Sri Lanka in Sri Lanka, and obviously mm-hmm. they lost to India. But but I think coming into it, um, yeah, this this Aussie team is a different team, and. I like him. I don't know. I, I, I like this Aussie team. It's a, it's a big one for me to say, but I, I just yep. like them. I like the way they play. I like their attitude. Um, they, they don't sledge. They're not like, they're not like that really, you know, so arrogant. you've got Paddy Cummins as captain. Yeah. They're, they're not that, they're not that arrogant Aussie team that we grew up with. You know, they're very, yeah. they're, they're, they're nice chill blokes. So good on them. And, you know, I hope they go well in the ashes. And speaking of ashes, um, mm. We'll get we'll get stuck into that because I Let's really want to talk about this. There's been a lot of media coverage on this, and at work I've been reading a lot of articles and interviews and things like that. But England has just announced well, not just announced, but they have announced their uh, their, their their starting eleven for the first test. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so Moeen Ali is back um, after 18 months of not playing any cricket. Um, the pace well, attack retired actually. Yeah, retired literally. So <laughs> um, fair enough. Yeah, and the the pace He's attack is. The pace attack is going to be uh, Ollie Robinson, Steel Broad, uh, James Anderson. Um, obviously, uh, Ben Stokes can bat too. But ha- Hasid, suss this England batting lineup, all right? Now, mm-hmm. the only dude I don't rate is Zach Crawley, of course. I don't know why he ever yep. gets the game. But regardless, the openers are Duckett and Crawley. Number three is Ollie Pope. Number four, Joe Root. Number five, Harry Brook. Harry Brook yep. is getting a game. Number six, Ben Stokes. Number seven is Johnny Bairstow. Your number yep. seven batsman is Johnny Bairstow. Like, mm. <laughs> that is the beefiest batting lineup I've seen in a while. Like, mm. it's pretty evident to me that Basball is, you know, going to go turbo on these Aussies. Like, how do you think the Aussies will fare against, against this? Yeah, well, it's interesting because I think the general consensus now is um, England aren't even phased with Australia beating India at all. They don't They're care. Not, they don't care. They don't rate the win at all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They they think it's just like, hey, it's just like a warm-up match for them. Yeah. And it's a warm-up match against pretty much like a, like Bangladesh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like They don't yeah, rate yeah. that win at all. And that's fair enough because, mm. I mean, even, yeah, I mean, we have a slight disagreement, but I, I don't think India fought at all. It's very, very uh, embarrassing. Mm, 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 but, you know, that that's the same sentiment that England feel. Um, mm. So it'll be good. Like, I think... Um, this Ashes series would be absolutely incredible. I don't, mm. I'm not usually one to be fully into, into Ashes, Ashes but I'll yeah, yeah, definitely be glued to this one, especially yeah. because I watch a lot of the, yeah. the World Test Championship as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think England will, yeah, look, they've got a really, really good side. Yes. Um, yeah. As do Australia. I yeah. think when it, what it comes down to is you've got some of these, like, these, like, I'm going to say 5% players because you don't, they're not like, you don't expect them to score or yeah. to perform all the time. It depends yeah, yeah. if they perform or not. I'm talking about the Zach Crawleys, mm. talking about the Harry Brooks. Mm. Honestly, I'm talking about the David Warners as well, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, you don't know if those three players will perform. Yeah. If they do perform, it can go 
either way. Yeah. But um, it'd be a really good contest. Look, on the topic of David Warner, uh, I don't know. I, I'm giving David Warner two test tops, right? If he if he doesn't, you don't think he'll play the whole series? Well, if he if he doesn't get a score above eighty in either this test match or the next one, you, you're gonna have to bin him, man. I don't know. Like, why would Who you? Who are you gonna bring in though? Well, we we had we had a chat about this offline, and I mean, I you know, we both agreed on the likes of Renshaw. Um, mm. But at the same time, I sent you that video about what Ian Chappell said about David Warner, um, and yeah, I don't know what the... <laughs> yeah, and I don't know the replacements for Warner are not great either. Um, yeah, yeah, Australia's Australia's top order has always been a bit of a problem in Test matches. Even when even in the last cycle, it was very common to see Australia like one for twenty or one for whatever, like you know, someone to get dismissed early. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think, but I also feel like Hussit, like Hussit, Australia, not really concerned about that either, because obviously the, the the rest of the top order and middle order are like beefy as you know, <laughs> Steve mm. Smith, you know, Travis Head, Labuschagne, Cameron Green can also bat a little bit. Like they really bank on that really strong middle order to just hold them up. So yeah, it's just more like around Warner and him as a bloke, if you know what I mean. Like you know, Warner's always carrying on about like, oh, this is going to be my last series. Oh, I'm on the way out, but like. What are you doing to earn your place, mate? You know. Um, yeah, that's true. That is true. I, I, I think I think we can only give one or two test matches. If he doesn't perform in, in this or the the next test match, they, they have to bin him because historically he's done absolutely nothing in England. You know, he's averaging yeah. 24, 25 after thirteen yeah. test matches, thirteen appearances, bro. That's very bad, and he knows this as well. Oh he, yeah, you know he knows this very well. So. I, I pulled up. I did a bit of number research at work, and in the last Ashes series, he was averaging nine point five with the bat in England. Yeah, that's that's atrocious. Nine, he made 90, 95 runs in ten innings, <laughs> and in and in one innings he scored half those runs. So he made a sixty one. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. To me, Warner's position is untenable. You know, like it's it's he has to perform. He has no choice, and and that makes for a really interesting contest because now he's under Definitely. pressure from the first ball. You know, yeah. And uh, Stuart Broad knows this, and you know, it's it's going to be. I I am very interested in this Ashes series. Just the just the build up and all the trash talk and the baz ball and all this other nonsense that's happening. Um, exactly, and especially because. You know, we've seen we've seen a glimpse of what Australia is capable of yeah. in England recently. So yeah. we know they're in good nick, mm. and we know obviously England had that home ground home ground advantage yeah. as well. Yeah. So it's it's very very evenly matched mm. um, on paper. That's the thing. Um, and the energy is good. The hype is real. Yeah. I feel. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is. So it'll be good. I think what what fascinates me about this Ashes series, Hasit, is that like I can't I, I can't decide who's actually going to win it. Now the history goes against Australia. The last time Australia won yeah. an Ashes series in England was back in two thousand one. So so you know mm-hmm. Australia trying to defy history as well. But on paper, mm-hmm. it's very hard for me to like separate who's like a clearly better team like you know in previous ashes tours whenever england comes yeah we know they're gonna get we know they're gonna get rolled over you know mm. when australia goes to england we know australia australia's gonna gonna struggle right. right but this time i'm like man you know england are playing this ridiculous style of test cricket now exactly where they try to literally hit like 500 runs in a day like they yeah. you know their, their average run rate in the last uh, test match cycle is like a clear two runs above the three runs above the rest of the group. So England mm-hmm. operate at like five and a half runs and over when they bat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and the other, in addition to that, they've they've opted to like shorten the boundaries a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, which yeah. you know I don't really yeah. agree with. Same. You, you t- but like that's the thing they're trying to make it like more entertaining, and I think it's like kind of a marketing 
sort of aspect as well. Yeah. I mean, and this is something that Harry Brooks said as well, just when you mentioned the run rate. Mm. Um, just based on Australia's pace attack, he said if they bowl quicker, it tends to go to the boundary quicker. And that's Harry Brook. Well, yeah. We've seen how <laughs> devastating he can be in Pakistan, mm. albeit. But, mm -hmm. you know, that mentality is a, is a very powerful thing. Yeah, and, you know that's just not his sentiment. I'm sure that's direct orders from like Brendan McCullum. That's the energy that those are the vibes yeah. that he's like surging through the team. Yeah. So it'd and, be great. And look, you know, and England are operating from a level of confidence, which I might say is is borderline overconfidence or arrogance. So it'll be England? yeah, England, I reckon. Yeah. Um, so in a weird way, I, I would love to see the Aussies just like rip through the top order and have them like I don't know, three for forty or something. And then see how they see how they recover from that. You know what I mean? I think they, um, I think they will. I think they will. I think like like you know they are they have so much depth, yeah. right? Well, and they yeah. have such a good backbone, right from the coaching staff all yeah. the way down yeah. to the number eleven batsmen, mm. right? Mm. Like you said, if Bearsaw's coming in at seven, Moin Ali, like, at number eight, and he's a proper batsman yeah. too. Yeah, dude, both of these guys open in ODIs mm. like they mm. can. You know, so mm. they. And they're all mature like players, you know what yeah. I mean? They're not going to be, you know, nervous and this and that. Um, mm. So it just comes down to the Zach Crawleys mm. and the Harry Brooks. If mm. those guys can do something special, mm. Mm. and then like, you know what I mean? Because they're, they're, they're the role of the dice. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to get with those guys. Mm. But you know, mm. you pretty much know what you're going to get with like the Joe Roots and the Bearstows mm. and the Stokes, mm. um, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. It's it's gonna be so interesting. Like, who do you think are gonna be the key players for Australia? Then, like, who's, you know, I'm not oh, saying the standard, the standard, <laughs> the usual suspects. Steve Smith, yeah, the Steve Smiths. The I think Labuschagne is gonna be exceptionally hungry because he kind of failed. Yeah. Um, but I think our Steve Smith will, will go in hard because you know we don't know the next time if he will play. You know, yeah, like the next Ashes or whatever. So yeah. yeah. What about from the bowling aspect? I, I, one thing, one thing I will rate Australia above when England is um is their spin, um like you know, to me Moin Ali has always been like a more of a part time spinner than an actual proper yeah, yeah. special spinner. Whereas Australia have a, a, Australia have an off spinner that's approaching five hundred Test wickets, so mm -hmm. so uh, that's probably the one area, one facet of the game where I think Australia is a bit superior, but. Uh, but I don't know, like, who, like, in terms of bowling, who's going to be the key players for Australia? Like, who's going to be, like, the the bloke to kind of turn things around or do something different, you know? Yeah, I think I think it'll be Paddy Cummins early on yeah. and then later on the piece, potentially Stark and Lyon. Um, yeah. You know, if, if Stark can get the ball swinging with the old ball, yeah. you know, day three or whatever, that'll be really, really hard to face. Yeah. But uh, earlier on, certainly Pat Cummins because he hits the deck really, really hard. Mm. Um, and he'll definitely get, a, get the ball to talk off the deck. I mean, would you? And here's the thing: because Australia have a problem with uh, selecting the right fast bowlers, right? Now we we saw how magical Scott Boland was. Would you have mm. Boland or Hazelwood in that? In Far that? out, man! <laughs> what, what a question! Hazelwood is is pretty much like the like top of the top. He's the cream of the crop. But yeah. Boland, in the form that he's in, yeah, he's definitely earned the right to play. That's the thing. So, and the yeah, thing is that. that I don't want to be. I don't want to be the one to to cut either one of those guys. Out, and here's man. the thing, right? Here's the other annoying thing, right? So like, you also have Cameron Green, who's like another decent fast bowling option, right? Yep. But you can't have five fast bowlers in that lineup, right? Something's got to give. I mean, you could you could have like Pat Cummins and Stark and Hayes and Scott Bowling in there, but then you, then you have like this really long tail, 
that's going to start from like yeah number. no you can't you can't yeah. in all honesty I think I think Cameron Green he's going to be in there anyway yeah. right mm. I think you're probably tossing up between in my opinion <laughs> Stark and Hazelwood yeah 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 yeah. Oh, Stark and Hazelwood gonna, you reckon I think so because Boland Boland mm. is Boland's the one man he's the chosen one <laughs> <laughs> he is, but you can't. Leave, the thing, the thing is, you can't leave out Stark though. Like, like I he, know. Well, you got. You, can you leave out Hazelwood? Yeah, it's like it's it's a really weird one because like Stark is a high impact bowler, right? Like when he's on song, he's unplayable. Yeah, but at the same that, time, he, but at the same time, he goes for runs. And England are very aware of this, right? They, you know, they were talking. There was like some podcast interview, and they were like, "Oh, look, you know, we know we know Stark is like a, an impact bowler, and he can cause damage. But we also know that he goes for a lot of runs as well." And even yeah. the Aussies are aware of this. Like they were like, "Look, we're we're well aware that Stark might get belted a lot mm. more in this series and other series. We just got to like embrace it, you know." Mm. Um, so I'm just thinking, then, well, yeah, like you said, like why even have him at all? You know, just have like s- some bowlers that are, you know, re- replicas of a Glenn McGrath line and length, and and let them just like grind England to the ground. Um, yeah, yeah, you know. And Josh Hazelwood is is that kind of bowler, the best yeah. at doing that? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, it's it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I would, yeah, <laughs> in in saying that, I, I probably would opt for Hazelwood instead of Stark, bro. I just in, in that way, in that in that essence, yeah, yeah. for that sense, because if yeah. Stark, because like that's what I'm saying. Like Stark is probably not going to get full value or full merit off the new ball. He'll probably be good with a bit of an old, like an older ball, yeah, and get a bit of like it's like swing. Um, but like if you've got someone like Hazelwood, you know exactly what he's going to bowl, yeah. He's like the Glenn McGrath of Australia now. Mm, and mm. Um, if he's fully fighting fit, and I yeah. think he is, yeah, I think he is, then he's probably the one to go for. Yeah, you make, a, you make a very strong case, which is backed by statistics. So if we look at the World Test Championship final, Stark mm. picked up four wickets for the entire match. But yeah. in the first innings, India's first innings, he was going at 5.19 runs per over. And then in the second innings, even though India all out for 234, his economy rate was again the highest at 5.5. Yeah. Yeah. And if you think England are going to score less than that, you're, you're wrong. He's probably going to be nearing like six, six and a yeah. half against England. That's just the way it's going yeah. to be, right? Well, that's the thing. So, so, I'm, yeah. so I'm actually curious now to see what combination Australia go with. Um, mm. I mean, they might use Stark in like short spells. Like they might use him for like a quick six or seven over burst. And then if they see that he's getting smashed around a bit, they'll... Take him off, and, you know. You can't, you can't be doing that with your front line quick, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got to be leading from the front. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, he, if yeah. that's what you're going to do, mm. then you're probably better off picking someone else. Yeah. If it's... if you are scared for run rate and things like that, and you know, four wickets in in yeah. in the whole match isn't a lot. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. But it's just the economy rate he was operating at, and I think one thing we we know about Stark is that like when he gets like. When he gets like a bit roughed up, like if the batsman is taking advantage of him, he just like loses it. You know, we've we've seen that. Like he just loses it and then just starts like bowling down leg side, and you know all the all the ghosts of Shane Warne's criticism just like comes out. (laughs) 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 But um, but uh, look, I'm absolutely pumped for this Ashes series. I I, you know obviously I imagine the next two months we'll be discussing this Ashes series in detail. Um, Mm. Hopefully, get a few guests on here as well. Um, to you know, to to get their insight. But look, I'll tell you what, man. We'll uh, we'll wrap things up here. Um, that is it for season four, episode two. Uh, mm-hmm. To all our viewers and listeners uh, joining us today, we're so excited for this Ashes series. 
um, and we can't wait to unpack all the action and excitement that unfolds. So, any uh, any final words there, Hasid, before we uh, lose a lot of sleep over the next five days? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think you've pretty much wrapped it up really well, Nuan. Yeah. Uh, it should be an absolute rip snorter of a game. Yeah. Um, for me, I always like it when games are close, even yeah. if I've got a team that I'm wanting to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, for me... Yeah. I don't care who wins as long as it's a good game yeah. I want it to go out to the, the fifth day yeah. I want it to be neck and neck all the way through I want to see some hundreds I want yeah. to see some fifers I want to see yeah, all of that give all me that, all of that all man. The stuff. I'm yeah. hungry uh, yeah. there is one there is one person we haven't discussed um, and that is obviously the England, English captain Ben Stokes mm. uh, he's always going to be England's X-Factor player I mean do you remember yeah. that Headingley Test match in 2019 the one that England oh how could I forget yeah <laughs> Came back Far from the out, dead man. and just like won it, yeah. Um, as long as Ben Stokes is there, man, England will England will believe. That's I think that's a really interesting thing about the England team. They they always believe, you know. They this is not like England of two thousand five or two thousand seven where they just like give no, up. No, no, no. This is an England team that are like no, no. Even our number eight batsman can turn up. So yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Stokes he put on like seventy or eighty with. Um, was it Leach? Yeah, Leach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Leach, yeah, 70 or 80. I remember waking my yeah. dad up at like 3.30 in the morning, like, hey, look, something special is happening. And he's yeah. like, woke it up. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting my bright ass phone in his face. And he's like, oh, what's going what's on? The, and watching Nathan Lyon absolutely make a meal of that easy run out. Oh, incredible. And Stokesy switch hitting for six and this and that. But that's, that's English cricket right now. Yeah, and man. that's that's the cricket that we want to see. Yeah. Full entertainment. Yeah. You know, red ball cricket. It's good yeah. stuff. To me, to me, the key contest is going to be this English basketball batting versus Australia's bowling. Like that's yeah. that's the key key contest for me. Um, but that's that's uh, what we look forward to. But anyway, look, we'll sign off again. I know we we went back in circles, but look, um, to all our viewers and listeners, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week, and uh, it's goodbye for now. See you guys have a good week.